We're all on the Spartans bus. <laughs> we're, not, we're not one bit happy. There's 50 of us on this bus and we're not one bit happy. For immediate reaction from around the grounds, catch League of Ireland late night. Every Friday, 10pm on Twitter Spaces. Follow at Off The Ball. OTB AM. With Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor. With exfoliating bar. Back to the football to the Republic of Ireland and say good morning again to the host of uh, the Coy Gig Pod, Karen Duggan. Good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? Good, and thanks for patiently waiting for us there. We were chatting this day last week about the optimism in the air. Uh, I asked you for a prediction of what would be a good haul of points over the course of the few games. Uh, two wins and a draw uh, was how you were looking at it. How far back have the results and the performances of the last two games set us? Yeah, that was that was when I was young and optimistic. Um, <laughs> I've aged significantly <laughs> watching the two games since then, unfortunately. Um, yeah, little little cause for optimism, I suppose. Again, we'll look at it being the end of a long season for a lot of people, but the Nations League was put in place to make these games more competitive and give the players a bit more pep in their step when they come out to play these games. And the Armenia game just lacked so much energy. Um, and it kind of just highlighted the lack of creativity we do have. We can have a lot of possession and we can play a little bit more, but when it gets to the final third, we're still very static. Um, and as while well, we started with a bit more energy against the Ukraine and we pressed okay, again, I felt like there was no real movement that threatened the back three of Ukraine. And then when they got to grips with that, a very inexperienced back line, I think there was about five caps between them. Um, once they got to grips with that and they started putting their foot on the ball, we were really exposed in midfield again. And I think that was because of the formation we set out in. Um, we've conceded those long distance goals against Armenia. I think we would have learned a lesson to pack another man into midfield to kind of shore up that bit in front of our defence. And Stephen Kenny didn't do that. And that's where I would have my questioning over him because it was obvious after the Armenia game that was a replicate of goals we've seen against the likes of Luxembourg before. And then at halftime, I felt like it was really obvious that we needed a change of formation if he, was, if he wasn't going to change any players. Um, so that was a big cause of disappointment for me on the, on the management side. So, so is it immediately a formation change for Scotland tomorrow if you were in charge, Karen, and I, go, I guess ditch the three at the back and put one of those men in midfield? Now, if you want to stay three at the back, that's fine, but I would go three five two as opposed to right. the, the three four three. I think Jason Knight started well when he got a couple of balls when he drifted inside, but we we caused nothing in terms of width. Um I thought that our wing backs were too close to our centre backs, so it looked like we were playing five and it made it very easy for the Ukraine strikers to kind of occupy our wing backs and our centre backs. They they were just drifting in off the wings and our centre backs were far too slow to react to pick them up. Um and they caused us a lot of trouble. And Ukraine's second string squad, you can say, okay, they're still full of, they're 27th in the world. They're still going to be looking at players who are playing Champions League. It's their second string squad in a game that would have meant very little to them, really. Um, and we just looked like we were at sixes and sevens at the back. And that's coming from the likes of Duffy and Egan, who are our most experienced pairs. You'd have to wonder how comfortable they are in the current formation do we need to go back to basics a little bit more and start getting the ball out wide, whip crosses into the box? And I think that that might work better with a different formation. And even looking at the likes of bringing in the experience of McLean, who'll just run up and down the line all day and just offer a bit more width there. 
Yeah, a bit of energy. Like, you'd have to assume that they're having those conversations internally, Karen, right? Like, they're not unaware of the fact that those points that you're making, particularly about, obviously, they've been overrun in midfield. So, at some point or another, like, within the game, he decides, well, we can't change the formation now, but at some point or another, it's going to come to it, isn't it? Like, it's we... we we have changed formation from from the earlier setup to what it was at post Bulgaria, where we moved into this new setup at three at the back. Like, there's an almost an ego conversation, is there at some point or another, where he's like, "I kind of, I got to stick with this. This is my plan," or I'm going to lose my job here if I don't tweak this up. Yeah, I think they have to be more adaptable than they have been. I think it's worked when we have essentially been playing five at the back and we've gotten our good results against your better teams, your Belgians and your Portugals, and that's all well and good. But when we have a lot of possession against the likes of Armenia and we don't look as threatening as they do, I think that there's big question marks there. Now, I don't think we have the players to play the formation. I don't. It's not a bad formation. I'm sure it would work in a lot of cases, but you have to have really, really dynamic attackers and I don't think that we're exactly blessed with that. So maybe if you drop a man into midfield and you get runners up front, he'll spin into those channels. Because the way it looked to me, it looked like Knight was very rigid on the left, that Robinson was very rigid in the centre, and Benny was very rigid on the right. And there was no real interchange between them. So then when our fullbacks got the ball, they were just looking at static players who were being marked. Um, and it's up to them to move better. So maybe it is a coaching piece just to get them more comfortable in those attacking positions. But I think that we should play to our strengths and get some quick, two quick players up front who will run into the challenge or into the channels and then bring the likes of Knight and Hendrick who are sitting behind into the play a bit more. Um, I just think that at the moment, Cullen is being exposed given that Hendrick is trying to join into the attack and, and make things happen. And it's just, it's not, it's breaking down very quickly. And then our centre-backs, they seem to just be dropping off. Maybe they're afraid of their pace. Collins brought a bit of pace to that back three, but they drop off too quickly. And then the, the gap between our attack and defence, it just seems huge. And it, I don't know, I think to me, it seems obvious. Um, maybe Stephen Kenny sees it differently because they have ha- had possession and have had some bright sparks with that formation. But um, I'd be definitely looking for a formation change against Scotland because I think Scotland, while they'll be, again, tired and disappointed with how their World Cup qualifying campaign ended, I think they have a lot of quality in their ranks and, and they have a lot of players who are playing at a much higher level than us. Um, so we need to to get back to basics and, and try and keep a clean sheet. And, and that's you don't do that by leaving huge spaces for quality number 10s. One of the things that's going to be mentioned a lot and has been mentioned a lot is Stephen Kenny's words a few months ago at this stage when he spoke about the Nations League and I guess after a couple of good results in the last campaign he said we can go out and try and win our division in in League B in the Nations League. As a player, Karen, is that something you would have wanted to hear at that point or do you think it would have heaped undue pressure on you as a player? No, I think that given the the kind of shift in momentum um and you look at a group, you think, OK, we can definitely frustrate the likes of Ukraine and Scotland and possibly nick a home win. But as soon as you lose to Armenia, they probably didn't focus on Armenia because they thought that that was a given. As soon as that happens, it's almost like we've reverted back 12 months back to that COVID period where we couldn't buy a win. Um, and it took so long to build momentum for them to allow that to happen. I think the players have to take a lot of responsibility for that. There's no way that any team that we put out against Armenia 
should have lost. They should have brought more energy. They should have um, been able to deal with any threats that Armenia threw our way. Um, just because they played five at the back should have meant that we would have had more space in midfield. Maybe we could have thrown on more creative players. Maybe that's a heroin to pick a pass or something like that. But you you as a player should back yourself against Armenia. So um, I, I have no problem with Stephen Kenny saying that um, at the time, given the momentum that we did have. I think we know it's unrealistic now. And I think he, I don't think he would go near saying a, a comment like that now, given the position that we're in. Um, but the players do need to to take a good look inward as well as everything the players are coming under criticism. I've heard people say this is the worst bunch of players we've had in a long time. Um, that's possibly true, true, but there are some still some very good players in there and there's some experienced players who should be able to rally the troops now. But the body language coming off the pitch against Ukraine didn't exactly inspire me. The likes of Duffy look very, very down about it. Um, so I think you just need to get players on the pitch now against Scotland who can bring as much energy as possible, be that the likes of McLean and he has to change things up a little bit rather than blooding in these new players. Maybe it is just a back-to-basics job against Scotland. Is that the only way to tackle that confidence, but Karen, like to sort of refresh things a little bit? Because I presume they'll go back into camp and they'll, uh, you know, the next morning they're trying to almost forget as much as they can about what went and and try to change the narrative and try to build up the confidence a bit before the game. Um is it just freshen up the personnel? Is that the best way to do all of that? Yeah, I think freshen up the personnel and even if you have to sacrifice a few of your beliefs in terms of how you play, the fans don't can't look at another loss um, after the last two games. So it's doing everything within your power not to lose this game against Scotland. That would be my opinion anyway. Mm. Um, I wouldn't have cared if the game wasn't a good game against Armenia as long as we won. Just to set the confidence levels up and set ourselves up and again keep that momentum going um, but it's I feel like we're really gone back about four or five steps with this past week so um, yeah if it's change of formation if it's change of personnel it's doing whatever you can to get a result and a result to us now unfortunately is a draw so. Yeah, and it, like it's it's hard to see because the concession of a goal, like you're going to concede. I don't even still know. I watched. I'm saying earlier, and I watched the goal back from the Ukraine game about 20 times. I still am unsure how the hell the ball went into the back of the net, and I can't. Damien Delaney was talking about it at Virgin last night, and he was putting a bit of blame on Hendrick, saying Kelleher deserved no blame at all. I I can't fathom it at all. I just don't even understand how the hell the ball went into the back of the net, right? But the thing is, we're going to concede a goal or two at international level anyway. It's just at the other end, we just look so devoid of any creativity or any like the Armenia game I think we could have been playing for another four or five hours and we would never have created one clean cut chance like so whatever about the concession at the back and like there'll be tweaks there and there'll be things we can do right it's that other bit that looks to be the most major concern with no obvious solution like maybe the change of formation Karen changes all that uh, who knows and and the other aspect of it is you mentioned about Stephen Kenny and the comments and that sort of stuff like he's obviously to be very critical of him, coming out after the games, it, there's almost an Arsene Wenger element of his comments post-game in the deniability, the, how he's denying almost what's going on in the pitch. Is there is there an element of that that, you know, you talk about the fans when they're looking at that, are they, does he need to engage a little bit more in the reality and what's going on the pitch in his post-match interviews? Possibly, but he doesn't seem like someone who's ever going to come out and criticise any one line of the team Um 
because he's the one who's put them out and he's, that's only going to add to his scrutiny and the scrutiny of the team and they, they look fragile particularly when um, Seamus Coleman isn't there like you look to the pitch and you're wondering where the leaders are particularly once you go out of the back line I mean mm. yes there's a lot of young players but there's people who you, you see demanding things from each other it looked quiet you know um, there was a few, few finger pointing things at the start of the match from the back saying why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that but in terms of talking to each other and movement up front I was just watching it from kind of a high angle and it, it didn't look like they were engaging well with each other so I, yeah I think that there's definitely a lack of of leadership and maybe that just comes from lack of belief or I'm not I'm not quite sure what it is um but yeah he does need to be I, I think he is realistic afterwards but he's never going to say what the journalists and stuff are saying about this being one of the worst bunch of players because he's the one picking them mm. um but this is the position he's in so uh, he has to to find a way to do better with what he has um yeah, I would be going back probably just one one to two players up front um, and, and seeing what we can do there. Um, getting the ball out wide, I thought that the fullbacks were poor. We haven't seen an overlap in, I don't know how long, because of the way we're playing, um, because I don't think the three up front really know how to play that formation. So again, there's a lot of scrutiny on the coaching, scrutiny on the type of players we have and, and if this is the correct formation for them. Do you now think Ireland are going in the, the wrong direction, Karen? It's been so long since we've had a real cause for optimism that it's it's hard to say if we're going backwards. Um, the, the group of players that we have, we're not seeing week in, week out, you know, so the same connection with the fans isn't there. All we see is is what we get when we look at the the international games. And we do see them working hard and we have had a good run of results or good performances at least um, in the last six months. So oh, I don't know, it's, it's a really, it's a hard one to put your finger on, but it, it's it's getting hard to, remit, to remain almost interested um, in this Nations League already. And you're looking towards the future, and you're you're wondering where it's coming from. I probably would have preferred to watch the under twenty one games this week than what we've seen from the seniors. Yeah, it's an indictment, and I know that obviously the match going fans will get back into it when they uh, head along for the Scotland game at the weekend. And there's a different tone about the people who turn up at the games than the people who are uh, chirping from the sidelines. But um, even the most optimistic will be at the game, and on uh, uh, tomorrow will be hoping for a brighter start and that we can actually get something done and uh, turn the narrative here a bit. Karen, thanks, William. Catch up with you again. OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar